What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jerry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get live. Welcome to Jerry's World. Cherry's World Podcast. I got a little tea in the house for you today. My homegirl is here and I call her Boots. You will find out why I call her Boots along with her. I don't even think she knows why that's her nickname. So you will both find out on air. She is a legend in her own right. She has become a culture. Homegirl has every coin phrase alive. But I have her here because I want you to know her the way I know her. She is a household name. You might know her from TV shows like The Braxton Family Values or How to Catch a Kitchen Beautician on VH1. Stay tuned and we will be talking to Miss Tamar Braxton. We are going to learn all about her new hairline. You broke. This is Cherry's World. Making Memories Sale Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most, such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, concerts, sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, getlimetickets.com. They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter. Less is more events. Get out and lime. If you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. 
you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. I am happy to show you guys the best thing to come out of 2020. It's called the Stress Phone. It's a cool new stress reliever with a digital link to the emotional healing box. You can get yours today at stressphone.com. And by the way, the Stress Phone is a black owned business. I see my sister's there. Hi. Hey, Sue. How you doing? First of all, it's a trap. Thank God for Jesus. He gave me the gift of discernment to put on the face and comb my hair. Because look at you. Look how amazing you look. It matters what you look like in it, okay? You look great. You just love me, girl. You just I do. Tamar, that's Courtney. I already did your introduction. How you doing, Tamar? Oh, I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> my daughter, Tamar, you got off last night, right? She said, now this is how ignorant my family is, okay? She said, Mama, she's beautiful. I think I've seen her before. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Where did you see her before? She said, I don't even know. I don't think she's a Kardashian or anything. <laughs> no, that would mean I'd have a hundred million dollars. I was, I was like, no, bro. She yeah, but no. you're close. You're close to it, though. No, I, I'm actually not. No, not yet. But thank you for speaking that over my life. I accept and praise him. <laughs> So I'm not going to waste your time talking about personal stuff because we could do that all the time. But I just wanted to let you know that while I was recording, my phone been going off a little bit. And I looked at her, and I think she got it. But your baby is trying to play Roblox with my baby. Oh, and yeah. Sorry. I was so cute. I was like, but let me just say, I need to confess to you something, okay? Me? Yeah. You. Okay. So you know how I always call you Boots? Yes. You don't know why I call you Boots. Do you? I don't know why you call me Boots. Okay, so I was sitting in, I think, the second row of the Eve show when they shot the pilot, I believe. My uncle was one of the executive producers. And this six-foot-tall, gorgeous goddess walked in, right? And everybody in the audience turned around. So I turned around, too. Who is that? And she walked in and she had on some bad boots. They were some high boots and she had on some tight jeans and her shirt <laughs> her hair was pretty. And she just came on and sat down. And I said, oh, she bad. She is beautiful. <laughs> it was you, boo. Me? Yes, it was you. I was going to say, who, well, who was it? <laughs> I don't, you know, I remember going to the Eve shoot, the pilot. Yeah. Uh, my ex-husband partner was Troy Carter, right? Oh, right, yeah. small world. And so, you know, he invited me down 
And um, I remember laughing hysterically, like right in the middle of the tape. Do you remember that? Like everybody started laughing, like even the cast. The show, Do you remember that? they were hilarious. Yeah, it was so good. But I don't remember those boots. I really wish you could describe them to me. I bet you I still have them. <laughs> I don't know, but when I, if I ever see you wear them again, because I don't ever see you wear the same thing twice, but if I oh, ever- stop, get out of here. <laughs> But I will tell you, but you walked in and you were so tall and you were beautiful. I don't remember who, were you with like Lisa Leslie or something? No, I probably was with another female, but. Was another female and she was tall and beautiful too. That's why I just thought. Oh, wow. But I remember looking over and somebody said, Cherry, this is Tamar, Tamar. You said, hi, nice to meet you. And I, <laughs> I was like a little girl, like looking at Beyonce or something, you know. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop it, Cherry. <laughs> Stacey Hagen, me and Stacey was sitting there, that's, that's like my sister, and we was there supporting Uncle and, and watching Eve, and she just blossomed, and it was great, but that was my introduction to you, besides from the, the Braxton family values, I already told you that story. Oh, Lord. So, yeah. fast forward a few years later, I have this cousin named Chanel. Please say hi to Chanel. She gonna leave Hey, me. Chanel. Oh, are we You're doing my favorite that? already, Pooh. Because <laughs> of your name. That? <laughs> I was pregnant, having bed rest, and my cousin Chanel called me on the phone. She said, you need to get your life. What you doing being pregnant? You too old. <laughs> and I said, where did she get that from? They said, she thinks she's Tamar Braxton. Oh, that is hilarious. And I fell out laughing, and that was my introduction to the Braxton family values. Congratulations on your success from the show. Like, it's amazing. Everything. Thank you. Are you talking about the catch mutation or the Braxton? Well, I'm talking about the Braxtons, but I'm going to go okay. to, uh, to catch a, a <laughs> mutation for sure. Thank you. Thank you. You know, when you say congratulations, you know, I can, you know, I can accept that, right? But it feels funny now. You know, because at the beginning of the Braxtons, if somebody was to say congratulations, I would, you know, accept it, you know, enthusiastic, you know, just happy about it. But now I, I, it's puzzling to me because it, it's not a very celebratory show anymore, you know, and for me, it doesn't represent us black people, especially black women, in the best positive life. And so, you know, for me, a congratulations is, you know, I don't know, a little uncomfortable. I'm sorry, Boots. No, no, really, because, you know, I created the show, you know, for it to be a positive platform for black women. And for black women to take something from it, you know, and make their lives better or look at their situation, you know, in a positive light. And I think now um, that show um, has turned into a circus instead of the example that was initially, you know, set to be. But it's opened up some other doors. So it has. How <laughs> catch a kitchen beautician? A lot of y'all done cut. I was on the episode. How um, to catch a beautician? We don't took the kitchen part out. You know? <laughs> 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 beautician. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, Tamar, I admire you. We see women doing it now, like us and I. Lathan had cut her hair off. Tiffany Hashett had cut her hair off. Before you, it was only Demi Moore and um, Britney Spears. Okay. 
So we, we're not going to go to those two because that was done for different reasons. But you said that you wanted to start over. I did. You cut your hair all the I admire that because I always wanted to feel the water hit my scalp until I got my hair burnt out. <laughs> and I had no choice but to cut it. But I didn't have as much balls as you do. Or I should say ovaries as you do. because <laughs> You know, it was easy for me to cut my hair because I never had a relationship with my hair until I cut it. Really? True story. You know, I've had hair catastrophes like all of my life because my I grew up with my mom being a hairstylist. And of course, it was a whole bunch of girls in the house all the time. So we're always doing hair and, you know, experimenting. And my first experiment with a hair disaster is when my sister Tracy put this, it was a system called a new era. And it was more like a conditioning perm. But, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't supposed to be super harsh. It was supposed to be more conditioning than anything. And so she did the first step and it was like, you know, the, the system itself. And then the second step was the conditioning part. No, the neutralizing part. And the last step was the conditioning part. So Tracy put on the first step and forgot to put on the second step, which was the neutralizing part. And so, yes, I had summertime hair. I had summer here, summer there, you know, <laughs> some everywhere. <laughs> it all fell out. And, you know, ever since then, it, it was about the style and not um, the healthy portion, you know, of my hair. And so when I decided to cut it off, it was more, you know, from an emotional standpoint. It was my birthday week, girl. I was excited about getting my birthday weave, right? <laughs> I was going to Kim Kimba Beauty Salon to get my hair done. You know, I had ordered my hair. My hair came in. I was just, you know, amped. And I remember waking up that morning feeling just different. And I was talking on the phone with my father. And that's really honestly when it hit me. Like, he asked me what I was doing that day. And I was like, oh, I'm getting my hair done. And then all of a sudden, I got the urge to cut my hair off. And I said, you know, I, I think I'm going to cut my hair off. And it was like, you're crazy. You're going through some things. And I was. I was going through my divorce and, you know, me finding myself all over again and finding the space I was in being a single mother. You know, all the single mothers out there know what I'm talking about when you first get into that mode. It's, it's very heavy. It's a lot because you're trying to juggle and figure everything out. And I just remember at that time, I couldn't handle one more thing, like not even a strand of hair on my head. It was just all too heavy and I just needed to start fresh and it wasn't necessarily about you know my you know hair problems because you know I had significantly I had some hair you know a lot of people thought I have no edges my edges grew back stop praying for me praise God you know <laughs> my edges fell out when I had my baby like everybody else's you know right it happens so that wasn't the reason it was just because you know i just wanted to start over and it started with me really truly falling in love with myself as i was you know when i woke up in the morning i wanted to feel good about myself and love me when i went to bed i didn't want to turn into a pumpkin i wanted to still be me and love me and love everything about me and um and that has been huh i was gonna say that's what your show is doing yeah, yeah. And so for me to have gone through that and then for God to have, you know, created this other platform for me to be able to identify and understand the emotion that comes behind, you know, your hair, you know, and the attachment that we have um, is, is, is a blessing. And I'm glad I went through that to get to this.
So. Well, thank, thank you for going through it because you helped me get to this. <laughs> you are <laughs> great. Stop it. We're never satisfied. Look how healthy, healthy your hair is. Great. It is healthy. And this ain't what Tamar left me with, okay? So I can't blame her for this. But like, I was seriously going through some emotional things. And Sister Girl sat next to me backstage even before the cameras was rolling and was like, you're going to be okay. I promise it's just some hair and it's going to grow. So. Yeah. I appreciate those moments. And Courtney, oh. I'm glad you asked all the stuff you want to, but I just got to real quick get to you grow, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I wish I had it with me. Yes, girl, you grow, girl. Y'all better get a hold of the... <laughs> Y'all better come her, on. Look at her baby hair. Y'all better... Listen, Johnny calls him a dog hair. He's like, you're not a baby. <laughs> These are not a baby and his hair has been through some things. <laughs> no, um... Yeah, I'm just really excited about you, Grow Girl, because, you know, it's a product that actually truly works and, you know, it further helps people. You know, it's so funny because, you know, my boyfriend Dave asked me, what's, what's the thing with black women and edges? And I was embarrassed to give him the answer. Oh. Like, because I had to think about it. Like, I was like, you know what? It, it's something that we use to tease each other. You know, like we make people, we make each other feel bad about not having edges. Why is that? So, you know, I'm glad that I have a product that will, you know, help empower our community because that's why I'm here, praise him, you know, and, you know, bring us closer, you know, to ourselves and loving ourselves. So there you have it. It has to start somewhere. And I'm starting with the edges. Uh, and they look good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, Courtney. You can't. I, I'm I'm a big fan of your music musically. Uh, I love I love the way that you um like how you like take old school songs and then like you know make them new, but then put your style on there. Like all your stuff is dope. Uh, I'm a Chicago dude, so what was it like working with my boys, the interns, uh, co-signing? Oh man, I love co-signing too, and I'm so proud of too getting his position at um it's def jam right yeah i believe it's def jam I'm so proud of him um they're amazing they're so talented it's been a couple of years since i've spoken to them because we just lost touch along the way but you know they're great guys and even outside of the studio they should come come to my house all the time for like barbecues and hang out and to bring his boys his little baby boys yeah. over to the house and you know we would just have a good time those are great guys and you know what's funny mr chicago chicago is actually one of my favorite cities in the world period mm, i should. love chicago yeah. yeah i love chicago um well you got the new song uh yeah. crazy kind of love and yeah. what i what i <laughs> well first of all i and i'm not just saying this because i'm uh, interviewing you when uh when i first heard it i'm like wait a minute that's saving all my love for you and I did, uh, I used to do another show and I talked about it. I didn't know saving, you did the song so much justice. I did not know saving all my love for you was about her sleeping with a married man. I didn't know that. This, this used to be sung at weddings and proms. So I'm like, damn. So you really flipped it. You took control of that. So I, it's dope. So I, I hear it every morning. Thank every you. Morning. You know, most people don't know it's a song about entanglement, mm. <laughs> which is my favorite new word. Thank God for Jada the Goat, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, when you listen to the lyrics, right? She said a few stolen moments is all that we share. Like, oh my God. It's like, you know, the side piece national anthem, huh? Yeah. But, 
I'm glad I got an opportunity to really pay homage to Whitney, you know, and as a as a vocalist and as one of my favorite singers, and also to be reintroduced to the music industry again because you know I definitely didn't want anything else to do with it after you know my divorce from Vince and this song and hearing this song uh, made me fall in love with music all over again. Actually, this is like the first song that I've ever put out that I didn't you know have a hand in writing. So, um, from yeah, for me it was a big deal when I heard it. You know, I fell in love with it. I didn't change anything about it, and um, it also changed my perspective on music and where I and where I wanted to be with that. Well, how do you go about picking? Because your production, like, you <laughs> always got like the best production, and it's like everything that you can listen to your albums. You know, I don't know if people still call them albums. I listen to everything on title, but you can just look. I don't have to skip through none. You know, everything right. is like real smooth. And it goes together like so. How do you go by like picking production for your for your work? Well, you know what? I have to attribute most of that to my upbringing. You know, like I was yeah. around people like LA and Babyface, and in the studio with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and you know some of the best producers too, and and um, the interns, right? So you know, I have you know firsthand had a glimpse of what it takes, you know, to put out great music and have quality music. And so I just took everything that I learned when I was younger and, you know, even, even my ex-husband Vince, he's, he's a master at it, you know? Um, I just like good music, <laughs> you know, and wasn't going to stand for like having any, anything that's half-assed. Can I say that's, ass? No, say, say <laughs> this is Cherry's World. You can bend it, squeeze it, switch it, squash it, toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling. You can bend it, squeeze it, squash it, toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling. You can get yours today at stressphone.com. And by the way, the stress phone is a black owned business. Like so, I, I read a, I read something about Michael Jackson. He was like he would like pay attention to like when uh, Janet made her second album, Control or whatever, and then he would like pay attention to when Jermaine was coming up. He was like, all right, now let me, I'm gonna take them producers that Jermaine messes with. Did Tony ever be like, man, look, take my over there? We can we can we snatch some of that stuff from take my over there? Um, we don't really fight over producers, <laughs> you know. Right. Um. I think that she has a very solid team. You know, I, I mean, I think she's smart enough to know that her and Babyface are musically married and um, they make the illest and greatest music together. And, you know, uh, if he has a record for me, I don't think she would be upset about it. You know, I mean, it's definitely producers that we both have worked with. And it's just it's not really just about the producer. It's about the music and the magic that you create with that producer. So I don't think that I could make that kind of magic for her and vice versa. So we don't really care. <laughs> my, my last thing I got to ask you since we talking about Tony, we all, me and my buddies, we always, the versus thing, you pay attention to the versus, the versus battles? Absolutely. Who's qualified in Tamar's eyes to even battle or versus um, Tony Braxton? It was a lot, you know, it's Mary, um, it's Mariah. Um, it's, I don't want to, you know, like, you, you about to get me in trouble if I forget somebody. <laughs> you already know how this goes. Right. Last time I talked about verses, I got in trouble because I didn't feel like I was qualified. Somebody asked me who I thought 
I could go in verses with and the other person got upset about it, but whatever. I don't feel like I have enough records. You know what I mean? I feel like oh, when you okay. go into the verses, you have to have like a whole catalog. Now you only need 20. Seven, you, huh? you only need 20, 20. But I have, I only have seven top 10 records, you know? <laughs> only. I, I'm just saying only. it's seven. When, when these people who are going up against like verses have like, you know, 140, you know, 60. They have like catalogs and catalogs and catalogs. And so I think that, you know, I think everybody that I look up to that is a female, which is all of the artists, because it's, it's really hard to get up, you know, in front of people and, you know, show your body at work, <laughs> you know. Um, I would really like to see Tony and Mary against each other. I think that that would be a great R&B evening and it would definitely make up for the first Babyface and Teddy Riley experience. <laughs> uh, and it's crazy you say that because I was thinking Tony Braxton versus uh, Pebbles because they both got the Babyface connection. Well, um, don't be shy. <laughs> don't be shy. Um, and also be prepared. And that means working on your craft every single day, you know, stay a green apple, always, you know, stay gracious when people give you advice, you know, don't feel like you know it all. Um, because we never really know what all do we, right? So <laughs> ever, you can always learn to be better. Um, and know who you are, you know, stick to the kind of music that, you know, expresses yourself the best. And even if people disagree or feel like um, it's not the genre of music that you need to sing or should be singing, stick to your guns, you know? And I just say, always practice, 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 practice. And I love the fact that you said stick to your guns and know who you are because in yeah. entertainment, they will try to make you who yeah. you are. Have, have you faced Girl, that? all the people time. Well, not so much now. Um, but before, um, because before, before Braxton Family Values, all people knew in the music industry is that I was Tony's little sister with this big personality and this big old voice. So just to give you a little history, I've had six record deals until Love and War came out and things really started happening for me. Yes. Yes. Wow. Because yes. they were trying to make you do some stuff. You yeah, do. you know, because they couldn't really understand the personality and the voice. So they knew that, you know, I could really, really sing, but they wanted me to be in a gown and stuff and be like my sister. And that's not my personality. <laughs> thing in the world to me. How did you know, or when did you know that this was your journey? Like entertainment. It's clear as the day is right now. I knew that that's what I wanted to be. I never wanted to be anything wow. else, anything else ever. And so, um, yeah, I, I knew then. I thought I'd be Mariah Carey by 18. God had another plan. <laughs> However, here I am. And, you're and that's because I didn't know who I was at 18 because, you know, um, by the time I was 18, my sister was who Beyonce is now, back yeah. then. You know what I'm saying? And everybody expected for me to be her, like everyone at first expected Solange to be Beyonce. It was really hard to step out of that shadow and be my own artist, be my own person. So um, that took a little bit That's of time. That's really that took a little bit of time. for me to hear you say at five, because at five, my mother took me to see The Wiz. 
and I was going to be Stephanie Mills. Right. <laughs> so that's when I decided, you know, I could, I could definitely do what they're doing. And I wanted to try out the whole acting thing, but I did think that I was going to be an architect. Which, really? Yeah, I, I never, my mom has an Ebony magazine of an interview that I did probably when I was like seven or eight. And it said, you know, is this what you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, no, I was doing punky. I was like, I'm right. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Yeah, acting for me kind of kind of became a cop out. I will admit, when I was doing Family Matters, I was trying to go to college, and I dropped out because I was working such long days. I was going to school at night, and I was sleep in night school money. Or do you just go to work and going to work in the morning and calling it a day? Yeah, oh, I'm I'm saying all this to say, is there something else for Tamar? that you would like to accomplish that you haven't yet? Um, yeah, there, there's lots. Um, I think now um, I've become addicted to being my own boss, you know? And, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you know, because, you know, it's great to work for a network and, it's great, you know, to be able to, you know, sing and be signed to a label and pursue your dreams. But it's also so liberating to know that you have the keys to your own destiny, you know. And um, I don't have to depend and wait on the next contract or the next show or the next whatever, you know what I mean? I have a comfort now in knowing that it's up to me to make things happen every single day for the future of myself and for my child and so um i'm addicted to that now and so i am doing that and expanding yes who i am as a boss and um entrepreneur and i'm really hyped about that your work ethic is insane <laughs> get up at six o'clock in the morning and be doing interviews and literally will not stop she won't even stop and eat until 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I've yeah. never seen anybody work like that ever in my life. Are you serious? No. <laughs> I know hard, but you, what do you do to like depress yourself after all that? Do you just go to sleep um, or what? No, you know, I, I look at things differently, Cherry. It's like, you know how we make time for things we really want to do? You know what I mean? Like, if, if, even if we're busy and not nail and chew them or we making biscuits, we, right, we go to the nail salon, we make time to go get our nails done, or we make time to go get our hair done, right? Yeah. So I, that's how I look at, you know, my job. I really, really love what I do, you know? And um, I make time for it because that's what I want to do. <laughs> you know, sometimes it gets hard, but at the end of the day, I don't take any of this for granted. Do you know how long it took for me to um, be able to be in a place where I could pursue my dreams. I think about all those times that I was sitting on the couch hoping and wishing and praying, you know, trying to wait for my big break. And so once I get it, I'm gonna be lazy. I'm not gonna get up. I'm not gonna, you know, make the best out of it. No, that, that I mean, that would be like throwing a blessing back at God, right? No, I, I am grateful for every single interview, every single day, every single chance I have you know, to be able to do what I know. I can't even believe that you're here so, with me right now. Like, this is really such an honor for me. I asked Tamar 
Yes, you take all your tripping. I mean, aside <laughs> from being boots. Speaking of our kids and your time and your interviews, how do you balance it all? Because I don't know. you, you I, are a tremendous mother oh. with a very intelligent, sweet, kind, respectful son. Well, and kudos to you because you're the exact same way with your brilliant daughter. Get out of here, okay? Um, you know, Chair, as you know, it's a struggle. I don't know how. There is no formula, right? You just kind of have to make the best situation out of your situation for your kid and always put them first. I think that might be one of the secrets, you know? You have to always consider your child's happiness and what's best for them first. And then I fill them into, you know, the, the alignment that it's supposed to be. You know, I don't I don't have it either, but I hear women all the time be like, well, you know, I'm a mom and I'm a single mom and it's, it's hard to make it happen. And then I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I work. I don't really have nannies and stuff like that. But right now, I do. My son told me he's too old for a nanny. Like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Let's <laughs> spend on that. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Our kids have to go to work with us sometimes. Our kids yep. have to the next room sometimes you know our kids are entertaining themselves playing roblox right now but we still have to make it happen what would you say to those single moms out there who think that they can't accomplish their dreams because they're a mother well it's one time you know like i said you got to do see so if you not pursuing your dreams is going to make your kids miserable right you don't have to get out here and pursue your dreams <laughs> you know what i'm saying and that and it sounds like you're being selfish, but you are putting the kid first because you're being miserable. And so what that means is like by you being miserable, miserable is making the kids miserable, right? So you're going to have to figure that part out. You're going to have to take your kids to your audition. You're not going to be the first person. <laughs> you're not going to be the last person. You know, you might have to keep your kids in the car with the air on with the door locked. <laughs> if you're going there for a very important meeting or leave them in the front lobby or um, while they're at school, make the best out your day you know, why they're, why they're away from you. Um, but I think that putting it into perspective, into perspective, like um, if you're, if you know that you're not going to be happy, if you don't, um, your needs, you are making your child miserable. Yeah. So I had to learn that along the way because I used to have, I still have a lot of guilt. Trust me, <laughs> we all a lot of guilt. As parents, we all As parents, do. we do. And that, and I wanted to say this to whoever's listening, that's normal. Mommy guilt is normal, especially single mother mommy guilt is the worst. <laughs> and you don't know unless you were in that club. Um, but it really is about you being happy to make yes. those And when we talk about mommy guilt, like I'll admit my guilt right now. I know that Punky's coming back. Quarantine has pushed us out a few months. They're saying, you know, October through December, and I might have to work six days a week. That means I'm I only have one day a week to a pumpkin. <laughs> you know? But think about it this way. Look at this time as like spending all the time you, you know, can possibly spend with her because we all have this downtime. And so when we get back, you know, to work, I don't think it'll feel as bad because I know that I put in all the time I, I could with my son when I had the time and, and the opportunity. So, you know, I think we have to use times like this to kind of, I hate to say make up for it, but make up for it. <laughs> make yeah. up for the times that we haven't been there and, you know, are not going to be there. 
you talk about not being there, you know, okay, so like I told you, I'm addicted to Hamlet right now, right? There's these lyrics that I just can't get out of my head. And um, Eliza says, when my time is up, have I done enough? Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? How would you want your story told? Oh my God. Like, why are you asking all these deep questions? Like, what's wrong? People know the character that you play, but my purpose of Cherry's World is I want people to know the lady that I know. Oh, you know, and you're sweet, you're brilliant, your heart is golden. I don't want them to know the the, the funny catchphrase. You you got your own culture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, don't to, I don't have to speak and interview that woman. I want yeah. to interview Boots. <laughs> Come on, Boots. <laughs> You're so tight. Um, you know that that I am a good person, and, and that you know I don't just care about myself. I really do care about people in general. You know, people make me happy. Helping people make makes me happy. Um, when I put a smile on their face, whether it be on stage or it's on television, and, and they've had the most impossible day, knowing that you know I had a a part in making them smile or changing their perspectives from you know being in a negative situation and want to change to be in a positive situation, knowing that I had something to do with that, um, definitely um, is something that I want to be you know known for. You know, just taking a bad situation and making it good, um, things like that. And if it's hard for me to talk about myself, I don't know why you asked me that. You know, I cannot do that. I am not. <laughs> what I can say, honestly, if you ever have a chance to go to a meet and greet, if you have a chance to meet Tamar, ask her for the hug. She gives the best <laughs> hug. In, like, you feel them in your soul, Tamar. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. I don't, I don't, I don't want to keep you too much because I want to gossip with you. Like, I, I know! <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what I say on this mic, but I love you. And I love you more. There's a whole world out there that loves you. And I just, I hope that everybody gets a friend like you and they really get to meet you. Oh, don't make me cry. I cannot today. Listen, I can't today. <laughs> I can't right now. <laughs> I can't. All right. I'm, I put my foot down. I can't. Okay? <laughs> it's too much. Too much today. And I really needed that. <sighs> Thank oh. you, my friend. And thank you for being such an amazing friend back to me. You know, God sent us who we need. And I know for a fact he sent you to me. I do know that. Yes, I do know that. And I'm so grateful to him. And I'm grateful to you for being obedient and being such an amazing, amazing addition to my life. Thank you so much. No, thank you. And they say people for a reason or a season, but you stuck with me, okay? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> who else going to call at six in the morning? <laughs> Who else gonna answer? <laughs> Six, four, two. Period. What time? Ain't no time. Period. If you call me and I see it, I'm gonna answer. Always. I love, you. I love you too. Even if you get mad at me, I'm still always gonna love you. Guess okay. what? People get mad. Why do people think when you get mad at somebody that it's forever or it's like going to be constant shade for the rest of your life? Why do people think that? I don't know, but there's like this sisterhood that's supposed to be there. Like, when, regardless of what happens, you my sister. Yeah, can you know we agree to disagree? I think we're not going to agree on everything. No. You, you can get mad at me tomorrow, and if somebody try to jump you, I'm jumping in. 
ain't gonna have first of all i'm gonna be mad at you for about a half hour then we'll get right back to it you know what i'm saying it ain't that deep <laughs> well I'm, I'm just gonna be the you still mad you, still mad? <laughs> you mad or no <laughs> <laughs> right you want some ice cream <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And yes, I do. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less is More Events. Get Lime. 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 You can bend it, squeeze it, switch it, squash it, toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling. You can bend it, squeeze it, switch it, squash it, toss it. It's a stress phone. Scan it for some healing motivation through the ceiling. You can get yours today at stressphone.com. By the way, the stress phone is a black owned business. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. <sighs> Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.